Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. Katie, opposite me, is just laughing because I messed up the introduction as we were going. I screwed the pooch already. I screwed the pooch on the intro, so we're re-recording it. So again, welcome to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. My name is Kyle West, and I am joined by my partner in crime, the apple of my eye, and the missus to my mister. I think that's right. Katie Harbin. Hi! (laughs) It's all getting crazy already. This This is good. First on today's agenda is a big thank you to each and every person listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate you giving us your time. On today's show, we will be discussing the pre-launch hype for Star Trek Lower Decks, the characters, the trailer, the brilliant Comic-Con footage, and much more. If you enjoy what you hear on today's podcast, and we hope that you do, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you've chosen to listen on. And we're on all the good ones, so you'll never have to risk missing an episode. We're also on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please give us a follow at BlastShieldUp, and be sure to say hi! Before we get to the real meat of this week's show, I thought we should take just a few short minutes to properly introduce you to the audience, Katie. Because while you're new to the fandom and no one knows who you are, you're a new mystery. You are a mystery. Let's just find out about your Trek journey, because unlike mine, which started maybe before I even left my mother's womb, uh, yours started very recently. (laughs) Very graphic, isn't it? Graphic. Very graphic, yeah. Your journey only started in 2017. That's true. We started watching Discovery. Which after... you weren't too happy about. No, no, you pestered me. Yeah. Very much. And yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised actually and got hooked pretty quickly, so... It happened without me knowing, because... Yeah, I was never going to admit that. I thought I was dragging you into it. And then I can't remember what the conversation was, but basically I think I'd implied that we weren't going to watch Discovery on a particular night after Aaron. And you seemed to be really... Like, what, aren't we watching Discovery tonight? And then that was when, and you seemed really put off by the idea that we weren't going to. And that's when I realised, I was like, ooh, we've got to, I need to reel her in, reel her in. Well, we were hooked when we were on Discovery by the end of that first yeah. season. I think it was like one of those things, though, where you like put a positive thing with it. So we had like Friday Night Discovery with Fish and Chip. Yeah. So I probably just started relating Fish and Chips to discovery that's <laughs> true that was your idea I know what you were doing no that there. was you that was you 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 can rewrite <laughs> okay, history it worked you it wanted worked. to make it a night with it with the food and takeaway yeah, it was great <laughs> and then i don't think we pushed anything else on you straight away discovery season two came but you did a rewatch of season one on I your did. own before that it was it was way better the second time around too i'd come up to bed and you were watching discovery in yeah. bed that i couldn't believe it it's like all yeah. my dreams come true yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> so we watched season two of discovery which was great you got introduced to the idea of Spock, yeah. Pike, and they're going to have their own show, and that's cool. You looking forward to that, Strange New Worlds? Yeah, yeah. Next year, I think. They said at Comic-Con that they've broken all 10 stories for the first season. Broken means, Katie, that they, yeah, uh, they have the stories done. So. <laughs> so Anyway, I rely on you to just tell me when anything's happening. Yes. I just so, kind of follow along. Yeah, Kate, Katie isn't you know, on all the Star Trek social media so you think (laughs) well that's true i don't actually know i don't know at all but i tell you most of the things i think it might just be that you're playing 
pretend that you've not heard this stuff and maybe you knew before me but this is this is why you're so great on this show because i'm a seasoned trekkie uh, you aren't and this show apparently can appeal to both of us so we'll find out uh, whether we are you think it is from what you've seen yeah good also you enjoyed picard oh i love picard you yeah, did. I did. You and I didn't have that like prior attachment to him either, so it was a bit of a surprise for me. You only know him as JL, as they call yeah, him on the show. And which... Picard's flute. And <laughs> Picard's flute from Family Guy. That's all you knew about Jean Luc Picard. Everything I knew about Star Trek before I met you was from Family Guy. <laughs> so it feels right that now you're on a podcast about an animated Trek I know, show. I know. Yeah. It's, it's all come around perfectly, see? Yeah. Full and circle. Lower Decks now is going to be your fourth track because your third track was Enterprise, which we watched. Oh, yeah. We yeah. watched up until the end of Shuttle Pod 1. I was pleasantly surprised that you enjoyed it. And I think you were as well. So I think in your mind, anything from before 2017 or maybe before the Chris Pine movies was old Trek. And we kind of, for some reason, moved on to other stuff. I mean, I love Enterprise. It's my, my favourite track. But we did Picard and then suddenly Enterprise was back on the menu and very quickly you were hooked. Yeah, the characters are just so likeable. and They are, like, they're more real. Yeah, and I was a bit worried that we were going to have, like, really terrible graphics and I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I just thought the graphics would be so awful I wouldn't be able to see past it. But they were actually really, really good. still they pretty good. They hold up really well. So yeah. what was your overall opinion of Enterprise? Oh, I, I really loved it. I was gutted when it was over. Yeah, you were. I was you? really gutted when we finished it. And, and then I realised that I'm in deep... <laughs> It's too late for You're me. in deep, yeah, that's it. That's it's it. too late. Yeah, and we did try to start DS9 like yeah. the next day. I wasn't uh, ready. You weren't ready for that, so we're going to wait. My, my grief was still fresh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to hold off. I mean, <laughs> Enterprise even now still looks quite modern, but DS9 very much looks like it was made in 1993. So I think it was 93. We will try DS9 again, but that's basically all the track you've done so far. So for anyone uh, listening to this, Katie is not a TOS fan. She wouldn't even probably know what those letters stand for. Do you want to take a guess? Hang on. No. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that long pause out. I'm going to I'm going to leave that as long as it was. I really tried. So TOS is the original series. How did you know that? No, no, no. Because you don't you don't abbreviate the. You don't put that in. Oh, we do in Star room. Trek. I forgot. As I'm about to explain, uh, okay. TAS is the animated series. Sure. TNG is the next gen. We can't change that. You knew TNG, yeah. Uh, yeah. Presumably, you'd know uh, DS9. Well, yeah. Voy, Voyager. <laughs> some people call it. Um, Whoa, some people use VG. <laughs> some people use VGR for it. You've watched half of the premiere episode of that, if you remember, and then you fell asleep. Nope. You were very tired. Yeah, I think you'd had a lot of wine as well. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone wondering, uh, Katie made it very clear that she wouldn't do this podcast unless she was having uh, at least a bottle of wine before doing it. But we have no wine in the house, so she is uh, on the the gin and tonic right now. <laughs> So we're having fun. Uh, it's it's late in the evening. We have children, so we have to record this after getting them to sleep. And tonight was probably the one time where our daughter just kept waking up again. And she's only two. Just kept waking up before this show. So that's Katie. That's Katie's introduction to the Trek world. So you've gone from only knowing what Family Guy taught you to planning to go to a Trek convention with me. And dressing up. And dressing up as well. Cosplay. Something I never even thought I would do. You oh. wait there, guys. We're, we're going to be <laughs> Don't like... Don't talk it up. Come on now. We're going to be the people... That you wait to see. No, you know I don't do you, things. I know by halves. you have no idea how amazing some of these costumes look. You have no idea I'm being looked at right now because, as you can see, I'm getting this look of like, how dare you doubt I'm me? I'm a very competitive person. Oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that one turns out. Let's get on to the reason why you're listening, which is Star Trek Lower Decks, named after presumably the episode of the same name from TNG season. Uh, oh, oh, I'm being tested. I want to say season seven. 
one I actually recently rewatched. I can't remember why. Low Decks, the TNG episode, was a fantastic episode that focused on four characters uh, who work, as we know, on the Lower Decks, which was, you got the idea that people in the Lower Decks aren't quite as important. They haven't reached any significant level. The difference being, in that TNG episode, uh, they were in close contact with like the main characters still, I guess, to have them on the show. And I think two of them even worked on the bridge. But we don't seem to have that on Star Trek Lower Decks. These characters do seem to be doing some of the real awful jobs on the ship. In the trailer, we see them changing like the waste system on the uh, on the holodeck, which I can only imagine. I can only imagine what else is on the holodeck as well, because people have a lot of sex with holograms. Good Lord. And the holograms aren't real, so where does like bodily fluid go? I don't know. Once the hologram goes. I wouldn't like Have you ever say. thought about that? No, I have not. No, I know. But I'd never thought about it until I saw it in the description. Now it's all I can think so, about. I know. Every time I see a holodeck now, I'm thinking, oh my God, who's got to clean this up? I know that so many people have sex with holograms. Holograms. People. We've seen it loads of times. You wouldn't have seen it because you haven't seen any track with holodecks, really. But all the other yeah. tracks, everyone was banging a hologram. How women women were banging work? holograms. Men were banging holograms. How does that work? There is some kind of science behind how a hologram can seem solid. Nope. There is some kind of science sure. to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a clue, but I'm assured by many arguments that you see people having on, online that there is such an explanation for it. I'll take your word for it. Imagine though if someone turned the holodeck off whilst you're in the middle of it. <laughs> Just banging mid Yeah, you bang mid-air. Well, you'd like, you could fall down on a body part and injure yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Straight to sick. You've got to go to Flocks and... Flocks <laughs> yeah. and put one of his... Um, he would you know, know straight he, away. He would he, just look at you and go... Flocks would love it. Hologram injury? Yeah. Yeah, I've had 10 today. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd stick one of his little creatures on you, which is even more terrifying. Yeah. Normally, like, a, something that sucks up blood. I always think of that one from Could the first episode. Thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like that star. Remember that star one he had on? Oh, I just recently rewatched it. Broken Bow. First episode of Star Trek. Enterprise. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Lower Decks, the idea is they're on the, uh, Cer- the Ceratos. It's a ship that is not the most important ship in the fleet, unlike every other Star Trek show. That's done purposely, and they specialise in second contact. So, first contact is when is the important stories we've seen all throughout Star Trek, where the uh, the ship and the captain and the crew they meet a new species or or something like that. Something dramatic happens, but we never really know what happens after that. Do you know what? Until now, I've never really worried about it. <laughs> but <laughs> but now, now I actually really want to find out yeah, what happens. Exactly. Like he says, we need to make sure everyone signs the paperwork. I'm like, <laughs> you're absolutely yeah. right. Do you, you probably spell? do. Yeah. yeah. What's he say in the in the scene that we're going to talk about later? Yeah. He says we've got to make sure we spell the. Uh, the planet's name right yeah, the species totally. know Everything. the good places to eat presumably you're going to put like a tour guide together for for future yeah, starfleet people coming there yeah yeah see this is important and we didn't know it was important but like so, everything can be unraveled with the wrong piece of paperwork exactly so all the good work you might see picard and the enterprise crew do could be unraveled by second contact so that's the story of the show is that i think it's playing on the idea that second contacts might not be so eventful but we've been assured by mike man that who's the creator of the show that the show will have, even though it's got stories in the lower decks, each week we're still going to get some grand Star Trek story taking place with the senior crew, except it's going to like be in the background. It won't be important. There'll be the cleanup access thing after. Yeah, I think so. Like it, It's like the Zeppo uh, episode of Buffy. One where Xander is they're all fighting like the apocalypse, but they won't let Xander come and help them. Oh, yeah. Is that the Zeppo? I think it was the Zeppo episode. I'm not sure. But uh, I think that's a term as well, which is for that kind of thing. So interesting. And we do need to finish Buffy for you as well. So. Mm. You're on a real journey through all fandoms. I'm dragging yeah. you through them all, kicking and screaming. It seems on like some... I had quite a sheltered childhood. <laughs> it does. What were you doing all this time? <laughs> what were you doing? It's, she's shaking her head now. And I don't even know if I want to know the answer now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like we're touching on something where what I'm just going to get. Doing? I'm just going to get angry. Uh, well, I was as a trekkie. You were pro- as a trekkie. I can probably guarantee I probably wasn't doing what you were doing. <laughs> we did. We, we didn't have the cool street cred that we have now. Like now, everyone loves loves sci-fi nerds. That's true. Like we are the thing. We're in demand now. That is true, isn't it? Mm. That's why you're with me. You're after my DVD collection. Oh, that's, oh, damn, I am rumbled. It's all on Netflix. You could happily leave and still have access. <laughs> but you pay for Netflix. I do pay, I do pay for Netflix. <laughs> Bloody four-screen one now as well, <laughs> just because of the kids. Yeah, that's the basic premise of the show. We're gonna, we follow the people who don't matter so much. So we've had a lot revealed so far, but not as much as we normally get uh, with these shows. We've had a, a two-minute trailer, maybe two and a half minutes, and we had a, I think it was just shy of two minutes, scene released at Comic-Con uh, this past week as we record this. I think that's probably going to be it, apart from some imagery, which we're going to talk about. That's probably going to be it before the show starts. So it's a, a very muted launch for the show. They've insinuated that part of it could have been due to COVID-19. And that they, some people just aren't around to do some of the mm. things that would normally be done. But I think all you need to do nowadays is pop a trailer on online and get the hype going, the hype machine, and uh, let it's the track. It didn't come out like at the beginning of lockdown, really. Yeah, well, it was almost ready because, like you said, so many people got back into enterprise. Enterprise, yeah. enterprise became has become huge during and lockdown. Imagine like because everyone would probably go to Discovery. Yeah, and the new ones. Yeah, the card as well. Yeah, yeah but absolutely would. So for lower decks, they finished off the rest of it from home because just before lockdown mm. they managed to move computers and everything to people's homes to finish it but for like discovery they had just finished filming and they just needed to edit which they can do from a bit slower but from home but they hadn't done the music yet so that's the main thing that's held back discovery and i guess and computer animation but they were initially they'd said long before that that all both shows would have their new season first season of lower decks and third season of discovery ready by may so from any time after may cbs could just schedule either one but Discovery doesn't seem to have any date now. And I know the music's been recorded remotely. They had to send, I think, gear and equipment to like every person who would have been in like their orchestra normally oh and then record individually with each person over. And it's like Such a new way of doing it. But Lower Decks must have been so close because they've still managed to get it out by 6th of August it launches. But it must have been so close to being ready. COVID-19 slowed everything down a bit. But let's talk about the trailer uh, then. So we rewatched it again just before we came on now and what kind of jumps out at you first are you a fan of the animation style Uh, yeah i am actually i think it's quite simple but i think it works really really well then the shots of the ship and stuff like that like you can just imagine that being in a regular star trek show i think so as well yeah like like when they first opened it and he was talking with like the captain's log yeah yeah it was amazing because it looked like an animated version of something that i might have already seen on enterprise or something like that you know i'm glad to hear you say that because one of the first things people did with the poster because that's the first time we saw the ship was in the poster Mm. everyone complained about the design that stuff just flies over my head i don't i don't i don't give a shit about starship design really it's it's an entertainment show but i thought it looked fine i thought i thought it looked quite good actually it looked like a hero ship on the show then when we actually saw it in motion in the trailer and then in the scene that we'll discuss in a moment, uh, I just thought it looked brilliant. I could be wrong. I think they might be using actually computer animation for the CGI stuff for oh, okay. the, the ship. It looks kind of like that, but it's got the animated style. But yeah, I thought it looked beautiful. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing her in action and I'm sure there'll be models and everything. She's going to be part of the... You hear me do this a lot, Kate. It's a she. The ships are all <laughs> yeah, it's like I haven't heard this before. Like his relationship with Enterprise yeah, is something to behold. I don't have a model of her yet though. Intent or? (laughs) (laughs) Intent. Now that you're dragging me into these like worlds of things that I never really knew about, (laughs) I have so many more birthday present ideas because really I was running out. 
And now that I've dragged you into these worlds, I also can now get you more fun stuff that you might not appreciate. Girls like jewellery. Yeah. I, I love the animation style because last year I discovered, I think it was last year, it must have been the year before actually, I discovered Final Space, which you've only seen me watch a little bit mm. of, but uh, it looks very similar to Final Space visually. I think it's just that animation style is very common now in like the Western world. So I don't watch any like Japanese animation beyond what our son watches with Pokemon. But even like Pokemon has changed its animation style in the last three years and it doesn't look like like lower decks, but the kind of colour use and stuff is the same. The whole debate over Ash Ketchum's face now and how it looks. Even my four-year-old son does not like the animation. Where is his nose? (laughs) He hasn't got a nose anymore. It's there. It's like a line, but it's got no shade in. Maybe he's evolved. It's like when they evolve into something that isn't as nice and cute as the thing before. (laughs) So see... All about the pop culture references on this show. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Now we know how to fill the gap in between seasons because yeah. there's only 10 episodes of this. Yes, yeah, so the animation style, I love it. I think it looks it looks really vibrant and colourful. And the best thing about an animated show, the first thing I thought of when Lower Decks was announced, I was like, wow, they can really go proper batch crazy with the animation because they can do stuff that the TV shows couldn't do before. Do anything. Yeah. And you have much smaller budget, so it works really well for them, I guess, as well. Yeah. But like most of the time, you think you can't take an animated show seriously. But when you look at things like BoJack Horseman, things like that, they've really set the tone now, haven't they, for like really successful animated shows. Archer as well. You watched some of it, didn't I, you? I, I tried watching like one episode or two on my Netflix. Oh, did you? I thought you watched more. No, I ah. didn't. I, BoJack Horseman, I was That's all about. That's a great show, though. But it's, it kind of shows you that you don't have to be like funny with an animated show. No, it can no. still be serious. Well, BoJack Horseman is like painted as a, when it first came out, as a comedy. And it is anything but. Some of the most like depressing television I've watched is BoJack Horseman. It's intense. I think that opened my eyes to what animation could do. I wouldn't say I was against animation, but especially I when you see the premise of it, it's so ridiculous. This man who's a horse, yeah, but yeah. then he has a best friend who's a cat, or <laughs> no, no, but he's dating no, a woman, or whatever. He's banging a cat. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Get back on onto this. Like, I think we can take Lower Deck seriously, even though it's comedy. Can you think of any moments that jumped out at you from the trailer where you just thought, oh, that, that, "I'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna." I quite like the I like the relationship that's going on between the two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it seems like they can have a bit of fun with each other. But then also the gross space poop bit. Yeah. Just caused something primal in me to have a little giggle. (laughs) I think it's all the bum and poo jokes we've got in our house at the moment. Yes, the joy of having children is that suddenly toilet humour is a part of our life again. (laughs) I think everyone's gonna find that bit funny. Again, because like as we said earlier, like no one's ever really truly thought about things like that. I think Boimler and uh, Mariner's relationship is going to be quite fun stuff in the trailer that jumps out at me is it looks like fun but you see a few moments that remind you that this is an adult comedy mm. like when they're holding that guy's heart <laughs> is it his heart oh, out yeah. of his chest graphic. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god this is this is nuts because in my head and i think this is what some trekkies need to wrap their head around okay guys yes it's animated but when i close my eyes and i think about star trek lower decks characters are just exactly the same as the Enterprise crew in Enterprise or the Voyager crew. Like, I just remember the stories. And so in my head now, I picture a real story where I think it was Tendi who's holding the heart. So in my head, that actually happened. There's just one of our main characters holding someone's heart above their chest. And that guy's sitting there with this, like, split open chest. There's reason to believe that that's the first episode because they've released photos now from the first four episodes. So I think that scene is from the first episode. But I just liked bits that just wouldn't normally see on TV track. Like, when Boyman is inside that alien, like, I think you see from behind, you see Mariner in like a bikini top. I'm guessing they're still on shore leave or something. And then Boyman is just getting like swung around in, in the mouth of this alien. You wouldn't have got that on track at all. I guess you might have got it in a movie, but it's too com- it's too much of a comedy scene. 
I immediately from the trailer got a sense of like heart and warmth from it uh, that is still Star Trek to me. And even you as a new Trek, you started to sort of see Trek themes in you and things that Star Trek sort of addresses throughout, which it's been famous for. Yeah, I think you can pick up on the more you watch anyway. Um, you can pick up on similarities or, or running things between each show. And I'm obviously yet to see this one, but it doesn't mean because it's different that it's not Star Trek. Exactly. Just embrace the difference, guys. Yeah. The world is changing. The, the world, world is, is changing. Star Trek is in a different world now. You would never have got me... Well, you might do still, but you never would have got me watching some of the first... T, was it? Oh, God. Do you know what I see? TOS. I see people who, when someone says, I'm going to introduce my partner to Star Trek, which one should I start with? And you see people say, go with TOS. It's the best of the lot. I'm like, oh, my God, guys. You cannot, in 2020, show someone, to try and get them into Star Trek, show them the show from the 60s. Unless they have like a certain taste in TV that means they will watch historical stuff. You cannot try and sell someone on Star Trek with TOS truthfully you're probably unlikely to be able to sell them on star trek with tng anymore because it it does look dated although they've upscaled it to hd so it'll remaster it rather so maybe but i think that's why enterprise got you and i think that's why some people love an enterprise now like enterprise hasn't aged really it looks like something now doesn't it i also think enterprise got me because i was already in there with discovery discovery and Picard. picard So you pick the right way to the go. The right way in. The people who whinge about those shows don't realise actually that Discovery, Picard, Enterprise, which you get complained about all the time, those are real gateway shows that to fandom. I can't fandom. believe. I can't believe that people don't like Enterprise. I can't believe. That might be an unpopular opinion. No. I think it's just people. I don't care. People couldn't get past the theme tune. Oh, come on. But we were singing that in our house. Oh, I'm still singing it. <laughs> the season one and two version, not, not the disco. Oh, I don't know. Really? Have you come to love it? No, no. It's just a different dun, feel. Dun, dun, dun. And what's the bit? Where's it? Where's it kicking? Yeah. Oh my god! Here we Even go. Even our daughter along. like watches it now. Two years old. Yeah, she sings it. She sings like all the last words from each line, and yeah. she waves to Enterprise. Bye bye. Says bye bye, doesn't she? And waves yeah, as the bye-bye. ship flies off. It's the sweetest thing. Anything else before we move on from the trailer that you sort of enjoyed? I'm trying but what's the differences between the trailer and the two-minute thing? <laughs> I really enjoyed the, like I said, just the fun factor. I, I watched it and thought, this show is going to be crazy. Yeah, it, do, it, it. Does look, it does look like fun. It doesn't look like I'm going to be taking on a really serious Star Trek show. Yeah. But I'm, I'm ready. Because like Picard was heavy sometimes. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but like it was just heavy. And I just realised for anyone listening, I just had my earphones in for the entire time that we've been doing this. I am not tech savvy so I thought that was a good reason that you had your headphones in but no not at all I'm, oh. just, I'm just used to having them in when I record normally I definitely did not know I thought it was a, there was a real reason why I was just like cool but he not, knows what he's doing normally my podcasts are with people over the internet so I have my earphones in ah. and I just have just sat here for half an hour with my earphones in having you slightly muted as a result <laughs> Telling me I'm too quiet. Telling you to speak up with my hand gestures. <gasps> Screaming. And it's because I had earphones in that I wasn't even using. There's nothing coming out of them. There's no sound on them. No. So let's talk uh, a little bit about the cast then from what we know. So you said you like the idea of Mariner and Boimler. Mariner, I think that she's actually going to be a, a little bit of a tragic character. Why do you think that? I think that she's... What we've seen so far, Like I loved the bit in the trailer where she... Like the stun bit, but she had it set to kill yeah, and bits yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I feel like she's overcompensating for something. Is That's my okay. feeling already from a trailer. And you can't judge from a trailer, I guess. But mm. I get the feeling that there'll be moments where she just gets people into situations that they're going to turn on her and they'll call her out on it. And then she'll have a bit where she's like kind of feels abandoned by mm. 
everyone and that she's a problem because I just see her getting them in trouble we see it in the, the opening scene of the entire series so I see that but I think that's going to add depth to her some people from trailers have said they think she's too loud a character I think she's perfect I think the voice work is is wonderful I have a feeling that people are gonna, just going to love her I feel like she's the lead as well I get the I know it's meant to be like a four Pronged. I thought it was um, Boimler. Do you think it's Boimler? Yeah, I don't know why. I think he's going to have an ensemble thing. I don't know, something about Mariner just seems... Boimler's fun because Boimler's obviously... He's obviously a bit over the top because it's a comedy show. But he is probably what most of our hero characters on all the other shows started out like. He's just a do-gooder. Yeah. He wants to just do well. So he is like... He's probably what a lot of us would be like if we wanted to try and become one of us. I our... like him because he seems like he's got a little bit of, well, a lot of ambition, but also zero chance of achieving yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't and seem I like I feel it, kind of like it. motherly towards him. I'm like, oh, bless you. Like, keep trying, hun. <laughs> you, you're going to get there. Oh, my God. This is how, like, I agree with you as, like, the dad of him. Now I'm a father. And this is how Star Trek has changed me. I've gone from wanting to be the heroes in the TV to now I'm thinking about them. <laughs> As, a, I know, as someone's I just child, look after them and like give them soup and comb their hair. Well, he it's was okay. looking. He was looking at different yeah, I know, hairstyles. I know. You could tell him. You could help I know, him. I would. We've got Ensign Tendi, who we don't know a whole lot about yet. Um, I know she is holding someone's heart in her hand, and that show tells me all I need to know. I believe when the show starts, she's just joined the Ceratos. She's like the wide-eyed, youthful ensign who just loves everything she sees. And I have a feeling that the jobs that everyone else hates. She would love. And I can see that getting exploited as well. Like people will give her all the rubbish jobs. Mm. Um, I always think of Scrubs when Elliot, she's loving it. And I think Dr. Cox starts giving her like all the worst jobs of, of telling people that they're going to die or something or, or oh, telling yeah, the family. I've, I've actually yeah, seen I think it, or they tell the yeah. family to die. And eventually he crushes her spirit where she's fine doing it. And it just like breaks her. And I think that might happen with Tendi, but I think she's going to be fun. I believe she's an Orion woman, which will be interesting to see. You know about Orions now. I do. As well. I do. It's going to be interesting to see how that even works. Because obviously we found out from Enterprise that the Orions are the in control of the... I have a good question. Okay. I should probably know this. When does it take place, timeline-wise? Oh, right, timeline. So I will explain this to you so, and okay. listeners who don't know this at home. I think the year they've gone for is 2380. It could be 2381. It takes place one year after, or immediately after Nemesis, which is the 10th Star Trek film. That was actually the last time that we'd seen Picard and the crew before Picard TV show. So it takes place about five years, I think, or seven years, however it works out. Five years, I think before the attack on Mars. Okay. So you know the attack on Mars from Picard. I don't imagine the show will ever, because it's animated, they don't need to go through time the same way so this show will probably never get up to speed with the Mars attack the one of the reasons it's taking place then is because they call that like the TNG era Michael McMahon who made the show is a massive TNG fan he did like a Twitter parody account which was like TNG season 8 and he just wrote tweets of episode synopsis and they like comedy ones of what the 8th season would have looked like and eventually he released them in a book as well so he had a history with Trek before they even took him on to the to take him on to do Lower Decks he's like in love with TNG and he said that's, that's like his era so he's based it then and he's done it after Nemesis because there's no real canon that he can can step on except for whatever Picard may establish but I'm sure they're going to streamline that between them all and it also allows for cameos which will be great as well so we could see some characters everyone's talking about oh yeah let's see Picard let's see let's see Worf let's see all these big characters and I'm thinking going by the nature of the show the cameos are going to be like the little barely remembered characters from the other shows like they'll bump into someone who maybe made a couple of appearances it would kind of defeat the point if they did have someone like the big characters yeah Yeah. it wouldn't make sense no it would be it would be weird I think for the show yeah I want to see like Morn who's a character who used to just sit in the bar never spoke throughout the whole show just drinking and like see him on the show stuff like that I think that's the kind of character they're going to bring in I'm convinced of it after Tendi we've got Ensign Rutherford he's half cyborg I believe 
say. Looks like he's the guy who's just great at his job and just seems to be happy. Don't know if he's ambitious. The trailer suggests to me that he's not ambitious. We see him shooting at Borg in the trailer, which I'm guessing is a simulation. I'm excited to see what they do with him. I'll admit that my real focus right now, because of the trailers, is on Mariner and Boimler. I'm looking at you looking at the photo now of Rutherford. You're probably trying to remember what he did in the trailer, which wasn't a whole lot. But he's one of the main four, so I'm excited to see what he does. And then the rest of the cast, the senior crew, who are normally the mains, Captain Freeman, Commander Ransom. I'm really curious... This will, again, will mean nothing to you, Katie, but there was a, a very important character called Ransom, Captain Ransom, in Star Trek Voyager. And it turns out there's been another ship that had gone to the Delta Quadrant as well. And we didn't see them until season five finale, Equinox. They'd gone evil. They'd been doing bad stuff, we found out, to stay alive. And Ransom was the captain. Now, it could be coincidence. It doesn't feel like a coincidence. But yeah, with all the connections that they... Also, he looks like a dick. <laughs> He does look a bit like a dick, yeah. He looks like I, a I, dick. I think he's going to be a relative of Ransom from, from that episode of Voyager. Like I said, it could be coincidence, but Monkman has such good knowledge of Trek that would it would seem crazy if there's no connection, isn't there? We've also got Dr. Ta'ana. Or Ta'ana? Well, Which I, guess. I am super psyched about. So is our son. Harrison. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He saw <laughs> it and was laughing his head off that there's a cat on the show. And when I told him the cat was the doctor, he, he was loving life. I mean, who doesn't want to live in that world? <laughs> I do. And um, Lieutenant Shax, who I would guess is security. Looks like he's got like a glass eye, I think. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, in the future, they'd be able to replace that eye. So I'd be curious to see if it is the glass eye, why he's only got a glass eye. I feel like we're going to see these characters all the time. I think it's got to go, it's got to be said as well that, you know, this is now another black captain uh, in Star Trek yeah, on a, in a main show, which is really important. And if we look at Mariner, if we think Mariner is going to be the lead, obviously Mariner as well. So the diversity of Trek and particularly modern Trek so far is fantastic, I think. And really important because you look at all the Trek shows now, I think this becomes, if we include the animated series, part of the original series. I think we're on, this will be the eighth show I think that's been released so far. And then we'll be able to say that three of them have got black leads, which is fantastic. That's almost... Female lead as well. Another female lead as well. So that'll be with Mariner. And I, I kind of think of Freeman, even though she's not the lead character, she's, I guess she's like a guest star. She's the captain of the ship. So I'm still looking at it in that sense. And that's really, really important for women being represented. I know there's going to be some people listening to this who hate the fact that women are in power now in Star Trek. And don't be hating. Don't be hating. This is the future. We're empowering our women. I have a daughter. She is going to rule the world. She, well, she rules our house. If we can survive raising her <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, if we can... If we can raise her, you'll be congratulating us that we've given you such a powerful young woman. Mm. But the journey getting there, it's not so much fun. It will be bumpy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for her that she's got all these characters uh, to look up to. And you're not on Twitter, but I am. And you see this diversity, which some people will whinge about and they'll moan about diversity, which makes no sense to me because they're Star Trek fans. And diversity is one of the things that Star Trek has preached about. It's the entire time it's been on the air. And yet these people don't seem to get that message. But like you see some people, how much it means to them. And I, as a as a white male, would not understand having been underrepresented or unrepresented completely um, mm. before. So it's fantastic to see how now what Trek is doing, even in animated form. I feel like it, it, even in like in Enterprise, you're looking at it and you're seeing things that are so relevant mm. to now. It makes you realise that actually, I don't know if it's all Star Trek, but they've got some ideas which were really progressive. For me, Lodax is going to tackle all of those things, just like other Trek has. Uh, let's talk about the Comic-Con scene then. The scene that opens the show. So we have the grand shots you've mentioned of the Ceratos. That's our cat meowing. It's like, which one of our offspring or furry offspring will come and interrupt us? Hey, Ginge. I would normally edit these bits out, but I feel like this is a this show is different. You're like Dr. Tana. You are. Our cat is a, a ginger cat, so... 
Oh my god, we're talking about cosplay. I'm gonna get you an overcoat with some boots. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some boots. Oh my god. Harrison would lose his we are, freaking mind. We're going to do it, aren't we? We're gonna really? do it. Coming to Comic Con? Take a cat to Comic Con. You say that like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, I, I know. I win the costume competition. So, yeah, the, uh, the Comic Con scene, if you haven't seen it, and if not, why not? Basic gist is that we open with a voiceover, it's a captain's log. I think we knew they were going to do this gag almost straight away. They literally are doing it straight away. Captain's log, lovely shots of the Starbase. So the Starbase that we've been seeing since the 80s in Star Trek is back. Apparently someone online has tried to call out the fact that uh, to complain about Lower Decks and such in the Star Trek Animated Show, they've pointed out that that Starbase clearly is copying a design of like a logo for something with Elon Musk. I don't know, business or something. I have no clue. When people have had to point out to him that that Starbase design has been in Star Trek since uh, the 1980s. Yeah, so isn't it like so much of... Like the communicator is now a mobile phone. Yeah, the ideas not, from Star yeah. Trek. It all goes the other way. Yeah. Ideas come from Star yeah, Trek, not, not not the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is probably why they struggle so much with future stuff now in Star Trek because they have to keep. <laughs> they've actually helped improve the technology of Earth, <laughs> so now they now they're having to like come up with crazier ideas because we we've already done everything they've said. Next transport is next. Apple. <laughs> what from yeah. Apple? So we're gonna have an eye transporter. Yes. And, and it will stop working periodically like the phone. It'll like splice you. Well, you know then... how like the battery starts to go on your phone and it starts to get slower purposely because yeah. they want you to get a new phone. Imagine if, if that happens with the transporter, <laughs> with the eye transporter, you're going to suddenly start coming back with like an arm in the wrong place and stuff. And they go, yeah. oh, shit. Well, the battery will just run down really, really quickly like it does on iPhones that you've had for a while. So you'll get somewhere, but you won't be able to get back. <laughs> oh my God. I hope Apple don't make an eye transporter. I don't want to see anything about it. <laughs> I'm curious now about this conversation what's going to come up on my like facebook adverts and stuff oh, it's now. hilarious isn't it i know we're gonna get, we're gonna get random eye things now on there i feel like this podcast is going to be as chaotic as the show is going to be and our but, lives and our lives yeah <laughs> uh, you can tell we're recording this late at night and that we're parents of a two-year-old and a four-year-old so get the grand shots of the ship i think the ceratos looks looks lovely you see the bridge crew in action and then freeze frame turns out everything they're saying isn't really true they do second contacts we're actually in like a little cupboard with boimler and then mariner walks past and catches him and what we don't realize immediately is that mariner is drunk she's been drinking yeah, i didn't realize that straight away no, it she, wasn't clear no she's been drinking romulan romulan whiskey and i'm not getting involved in the whole online debate that they got it wrong it's meant to be romulan ale i will guys as your resident alcohol connoisseur <laughs> there are many different kinds of alcohol get numerous. over it there are numerous <laughs> if i didn't know any better i would have assumed you've consumed a lot of those tonight but just not the gin. right now so where's the romulan gin are they not allowed to have gin on romulus they seems, probably do seems mad that they couldn't have a g&t on on Romulus. Romulan gin and Slimline tonic for those on a diet. I think it's only fair. Romulans need to diet too. Romulans do need to diet. I need to diet. So basically, Meredith just rips Boimler a new one. The joy of animation where she's all over him climbing. He just wouldn't be able to get that on, on live action track. And then it turns out she's pushing this like cart through the corridor. We find out they're still on shore leave because they're at space stations. We find out, yeah, she's been drinking and she gets out from this little cart like a Klingon battleth. I'm curious as to why she's even got this. Like, what else is in this cart? Because she's not working. She's on shorty. So what else is in this cart that she's just taken? She's like a homeless person who has the, sh- the shopping cart where they just obviously gather stuff that's been left behind. I feel like Anything she's just that done that. Anything could be of value. It's gone into the, yeah, yeah, gone into the cart. She gets this battleth out. Now, you won't get this reference at all, but she says she got it from a Klingon with one eye or with an eye patch. I think she, it was what she actually said. Now, we're going to have to assume that that is Martok from DS9 because he loses an eye. He just has an eye patch. 
Yeah, he eventually becomes the chancellor, like the big, you know, the chancellor because of the royal. I do, yeah. So yeah. he eventually becomes chancellor. So if it, if it was him, I'd be curious as to why he's on this random space station and why he gave away his batleth. I think it was a very loose connection, but everyone seems to think online that it's it's Martok that they're talking about. So uh, we'll go with that. And she starts swinging it in a ridiculously reckless way that is so over the top that I was laughing out loud and it's putting a smile on my face. I know you were laughing. I really when you first related saw it. to that moment. <laughs> you know, I get over the top. It was, uh, I just think it gives a good idea at her. And the way they cut around it, it's so close in her face. You're like, oh my God, she's crazy. And then we get the moment where she just slices it into his leg. And it's very graphic. What it's really, detail. You see the muscle, like the different muscles torn. You can like see the ligaments. The, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's quite... I think you see bone as well. I can't remember. That's what I quite like though. Is the animation is quite simple. But then for moments like that, they really need to just go right in there and just make you feel like you've seen someone's leg. It's sliced. like when you're watching Walking Dead and it looks like a real world kind of show. Just everyone's a bit dirty and suddenly someone gets their stomach ripped out and you're like oh my god so we see that and i just love it harrison loved this bit where there's a silence there's a pause and they're like ah you've seen this trailer twice i heard you laugh out loud at that scream as well uh the second time we watched it uh, my son loved it and he's four and for anyone worried about the fact it's an adult show don't worry we know how to cover our child's eyes but he's loved tos and all the shows and he's really excited at the idea of having a, a cartoon he's also super mature and we get a scream. Now, I don't know how the show is going to play. I don't know if they're going to have the opening credits and then go into the show, or if it's going to have a cold open, then the opening credits, then it. For me, that moment is like a perfect scream, cut to opening credits. I just feel like it sets the tone of the show, hit the opening music, let's see whatever the opening credits are going to look like on it. It is the opening scene. Do you think it works effectively as a... Yeah, I think so. I mean, it introduces us to the two main characters, and and like you said, it sets the tone for the show. Like, I know what to expect now, I think. We think. I think. We don't know. I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Okay, let's talk about episode titles. They've released the episode titles. The first one is called Second Contact. That's the premiere. Mm-hmm. So that actually sounds... That's pretty cool. Uh, the second episode is Envoys, mm-hmm. which looks like it takes place with like with Klingons. I'm showing you a picture now, Katie, just to uh, remind you. So in this episode, it looks like there's a Klingon involved. I'm showing you a picture now, Katie. Just inside the shuttle there behind Boingler Mariner is a actual drunk Klingon really? passed out. I can't see. Can you see the there's Klingon like blood wine or something there, bottles, and then there's a Klingon body oh, <laughs> keeled I over. No, I never would have noticed that. <laughs> this is gonna be one of those shows, isn't it, where you can watch it once and you can watch it twice and you're gonna find something new yeah, each time. There's gonna be loads going on in it. Yeah, so uh, that's on boys. The third episode is Temporal Edict. That's what you say, isn't it? How you just e- spell it? E-D-I-C-T. I've never heard that word in my life. No? No. Am I making the title? Temporal Edict, I think. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Oh God, I'll have to check it. So it's going to be a time travel story, one assumes. Yeah. Just because of Temporal, which I love they haven't waited because like Star Trek always does time travel stories. So they've just gone like, f*** it, I'm going to do the time travel story in the, the third episode. Hopefully so. they keep it simple because... <laughs> can't handle it. I always think of of Doctor Who, though, when they just say timey-wimey. Timey-wimey. Anything I can't make sense of, timey-wimey. Yeah. And then the fourth episode, genuinely never thought a Star Trek episode would have this name. It's called Moist Vessel. Grim. It's called Moist Vessel. Like, <laughs> when oh. I first saw that, I was just like, what on earth is that even applying to? And how, in a good way, how have we got a Star Trek episode that has the word moist oh. in it? The word moist is just seen yeah, as a like vile a word now. It's Everyone like, hates the word moist if you vessel. like it, there's something wrong with you. What could it even be referring to? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, now I feel like I'm painting a picture of what a moist vessel could be, and it's not a starship. 
your face right now. Oh, I know. Okay. The picture ain't pretty. I'm getting painted. What so are we... you thinking of? Oh. oh, don't. Let's not. <laughs> let's not go there. So we know the first four episode titles. There's ten episodes in this season. I have real hope that the final episode goes old school track with a big cliffhanger to end the season. A cliffhanger that seems so outrageous that they won't be able to resolve it in any sort of truly acceptable way. So I'm hoping for that. Do you have any hopes, Katie, for the show? I kind of hope that by the end of it, because I'm... I'm pretty fickle person so <laughs> stayed with me for long enough though trapped you with children then. yeah that's true so like when i was watching discovery i was like this is the best thing ever and then i watched picard and i was like oh my yes. god i think this is my you favorite do. Do. and then i watched enterprise and i was like there is no life without archer so i'm hoping <laughs> that it is gonna take me along the same kind of journey so that after it i'm gonna be like this is my favorite show which i probably will be like but i tend to like what i'm doing right now yeah but I also don't like change, so... No, and it's a change in tone. Yeah. But I, you know, I like I like animated shows. I, I've yeah. always liked Family Guy. I know that's not going to be the same, but... But here's a question for you then. There's some people who, online, I don't want to give them too much attention, but some people feel that a comedy show, let alone an animated comedy show, has no place in the Star Trek franchise. Okay. Do you I... not like to laugh? Do you not like to laugh? Have a bit of fun. Yeah, I was going to say to you, what's your thought on that? As someone who is new, you've only been in Star Trek for three years. You've watched seven seasons of Star Trek out mm. of um, seven, 14, 21, 24, 28. I think it was one season of animated, 29. I think it's been 32 seasons of Star Trek so far. And I think you've seen seven. Someone's going to correct me on that. And that's terrifying if you do, because I've just done that on, on the spot. But yeah, how, what do you think there's a certain type of Trek show we should have? Oh, no, because we were talking about it earlier. It's everything changes. You've got to get with the times. Like, how boring would it be if it just stayed the same forever? Exactly. I'll tell you this. Because a lot of these people who complain were not online back when Enterprise was on and other ones. I was. I was I was like a 15-year-old boy when Enterprise came out and I was online. And they were doing this before anyway with the other shows. But everyone was going on about how oh, Enterprise is doing more of the same. I disagree. But it's just the same stories. It's just, well, we've got another ship exploring space. It's in a different time setting. And now they're all crying out for... We just want to ship exploring in a, in a in the future, even further ahead. It's like we've seen it eventually. Strange New Worlds is going to have its, its work cut out to make sure it's not doing a story that has already been done in Star Trek. Because Star Trek has mm. repeated a lot of stories because there's 700 plus episodes, maybe 800, I don't know. And only a few actual stories. So, if you don't like it, don't watch it. I know. It's don't like, watch it. Don't sit and moan about it. Just don't thank watch you. it. It's like they think that the it. other shows don't exist. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're these not ones. It. Yeah. Oh no! I need I need track that's exploring space. Great. There's five f-ing seasons of that. Yeah. Yeah. Go on Netflix. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Even I can recommend you some of that. <laughs> yeah. And I can't recommend you much. No. We've got we've got Discovery, which is like a highly serialized, high concept stuff. Picard, which is much more like a awesome. a drama. And you've got Lower Decks now, an adult animated comedy. We know we're getting Strange New Worlds, which is gonna scratch that itch for typical Star Trek exploration show but I think that's going to be a bit darker now that Pike knows his fate we've got Star Trek Prodigy coming which it's aimed at children and then we've got the Section 31 show which is going to be like, I guess like a spy espionage story your face right now a big oh, smile yeah. yeah bring it on I can't wait for it and then we've got apparently a Starfleet Academy show being developed so I guess that'll hit the teenage crowd the thirsty crowd does or, it make me thirsty? Does, are you thirsty? I'm thirsty. No. <laughs> Get me a drink. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you just mean for gin, don't you? All those shows are very different from each other. I would watch all of them, but there's some people who would only watch certain genres. So if... if That's fine. Like, if this show brings people in, then fantastic. Now, as we talk about this, there's no UK air date being 
revealed. It could still be announced. There's still time. The show was only announced a month before uh, its air date. It could be announced the day before. But for me, I was thinking about this earlier when I was, because I'm so lame, when I was out in the back garden walking out to go look at the plants <laughs> in, the, in the greenhouse, I was thinking like, well, there's probably a better home for this show than Amazon Prime and Netflix. There's channels in the UK which on TV which specialise in mm-hmm. uh, your adult animated comedies like Bob's Burgers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe actually this show would be better served on one of those channels early on to try and grab that audience that watch those shows because it's aimed for them and just popping it on amazon or netflix won't necessarily pull those people in so they're aiming it at new fans and people existing fans who enjoy that genre already so i can't wait for it i'm looking forward to talking about it with you as well but before we do uh leave for this show i've got another member of the family i have to talk to about the show so we've recorded a review with our son well i've recorded a review with our son i haven't heard this yet harrison I'm going to play it for you all now, literally after this combat chirp, or whatever sound effect I look to put in. <laughs> Harrison, hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Harrison, you've watched the advert and the scene from Lower Decks. Yes. And what did you think of them? Did you like them? Yeah. What did you like the most? Cutting the leg. Oh, cutting the leg, the violent bit. Was that funny? Yeah. What was so funny about it? When it went, ah! What else did you enjoy? Him not wearing clothes. Oh, and he had no clothes on. Yeah. He was naked. So basically, you liked all the really grown-up bits. Those are my worst nightmare. Do you think it looks good? Yeah. Are you looking forward to watching it? Yes. It's nice that Star Trek's got a cartoon for you, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really for you, it's for grown-ups, but Daddy's going to cover your eyes, isn't he, if there's any grown-up bits? Before, I'd been so naughty, when we were at our new house, and there was a scary bit, and I saw the scary bit. If what? I don't know what we were watching, but I still know that happened. Oh, right. Well, that won't happen with Lower Decks, Mr... Have you got anything you want to say to anyone listening? I'll peak. With my eyes like this big. Okay, so anything you want to say to the people listening to this podcast? My tummy's hurting. Okay, let's go fix your tummy. Thank you, Harrison. Bye. Bye. So that was our son. He was adamantly wanting to be on the show. He's been like bugging me before bedtime for like the last two or three days to record for it. So I'm glad we've got him. Maybe he'll be on every week. I don't know. With he his... would like to be. He would like it. I don't even know if you guys want to hear it. But he's the next generation of Trekkie and he is more important to Star Trek than any of us talking about it or listening to it. Because if Star Trek's going to live on, it's through it's through people like Harrison. He's not going to let it die out. No. Even like the old stuff he loves. So. His first Star Trek he watched was Arena, which is the TOS episode with the Gorn, where you can literally see the like how they've tied the suit together on the oh. Gorn. And, like, and he loved it. He was pretending to be... I don't think he got the message at first because he was pretending to be the Gorn for any of those games. Yeah, games. he was. I, I had to be Kirk and he was trying to kill me all the time. But, but he, then he had a communicator for Christmas. Yeah, he got him a communicator and that yeah. was it. He, t- he, he flipped it. We're back next week. We'll be a weekly show. For the next 10 weeks, though, we get to talk about actual episodes. Yeah. Real episodes of Lower Decks. I'm so excited. Are you, you are excited, yeah. yeah? I can't wait for it. We'll watch it. We'll, we'll make a night of it. I know it's shorter episodes, like with Picard and Discovery. They're an hour long and we have takeaway or something and and some drinks this is only gonna be like 20 to 22 minute episodes probably but i can't i can't wait a big congratulations to jj becker who is the first ever winner of our meme caption competition over at the nexus on our facebook community group 
Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Thomas West. To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. True, but, but how do you decide what's empty fan service and what's, you know, substantial fan service? What's the difference? Uh, watch Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> and you'll see some examples of empty fan service. Uh, okay, okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I get that. But, you know, they can do, I've said this before, but they can do whatever they want to because it's animated. They can have any voice actor from any other Star Trek series and figure out a way to write them in. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. During the whole lockdown around the world, Enterprise is having a surge in popularity. I don't know if you've seen it. That's what I've been hearing. It's crazy, like the Facebook groups, Twitter, everyone is talking about Enterprise. And I didn't realize so many Trek fans had never even watched it. It's nuts. People call themselves lifelong Trekkies who've never watched it and are loving it now. I said to someone a week or two ago, I said, look, I'm so glad that you're finally getting around to watching it and enjoying it. But where were you guys (laughs) 15 years ago when we needed? you when the show is on the edge and then ultimately got cancelled loading holosuite preview program for the vedic assembly a deep space nine podcast i'm not going to put it down there with my lowest of lows but my okay. most my most thing about meridian is why the hell would she be like i've known you for 13 seconds and i'm going to go into an ethereal non-corporeal form for the next 67 years it's like why would you do this yeah, the same if- person you're like 300 and something years old, Dax. Surely you've had a little bit more life experience than this to be running off with strangers. You're not 12. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.